Hi, my name is Leo Fernandez, and you listen to the First Team Podcast. With your host, John Frashante. Another episode of the First Team Podcast. My name is John Vershante, and tonight is going to be a great show when we preview uh, the Carolina Redhawks for uh, the Cosmos supporters out there who are very excited for this weekend's match. But it is going to be a big weekend for the Cosmos. The Cosmos need to get the three points, especially on the road, and they have got the job done on the road this spring season. So that's great. For the Cosmos to get three points on the road, it's been a success so far. And that's one of the reasons why the Cosmos are in first place in the spring season table. Besides the Cosmos, if you are a NASL club that wants to that wants to do good in the spring season or or the fall season, or just do good in the league, besides getting a good result at your home games, you got to get a point or three points on the road, uh, especially this weekend where there is going to be a tough environment, and it's always a tough environment to play at Wake Med Soccer Park. And so on tonight's show, we're going to talk to Neil Morris about that atmosphere and why is it so hard for teams, for visiting clubs, to go to Cary, North Carolina, why is it hard for them to pick up some points there? So uh, we're going to talk to Neil Morris about that, and he's going to preview the Carolina Redhawks for us. We talked to Simone Braccarello, the Carolina Redhawks forward, who is hurt and you and who will not play in this weekend's match. Uh, but we talked to him about the Carolina Redhawks, his career in Italy because he is an Italian. He was born in Italy, uh, so we are going to talk to him about that. We talked to him about his youth career and why he made the move to the Carolina Redhawks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Also, we have the second, uh, the second uh, show, the the second segment uh, of Into the Zone with Jim. Uh, last week was the debut. And this week is his second edition. So stay tuned for that. Later on in the show, you are going to hear his second edition. He is going to rant about uh, a hottest topic in in the soccer world. So stay tuned for that. So we are going to go to a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the Cosmos 
victory and a great victory on a Mother's Day that was fabulous. Dying line, you can wear with pride. A line that is low-key enough, you can wear it out not just on match days, yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com. And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. Last week, the New York Cosmos hosted FC Edmonton. On a great Mother's Day. It was a great Mother's Day because the Cosmos got the three points. And we talked about it on last week's show. That this match was going to be a tough match to play. Especially FC Edmonton who were unbeaten uh, in the past couple of games. Who just had a great squad going into the match. And when they play the match. And ever since the first whistle. They're ahead. They're a step in front. Of FC Edmonton, uh, that is great. It's great moving forward when you have to go on the road to face the Carolina Redhawks. Last week for the Redhawks, Simone Broccarello, Nacho Novo, and other key members of that team uh, did not travel with the team, did not play, and were not 100% fit. Simone told us that he is not 100% fit for this weekend's match. Uh, so we're going to talk to Neil later on and talk to him about, really, are those players going to be fit? Because if Nacho Novo is not fit, if Simone is not fit, then the match just changes. Uh, because if those players are fit, then it's a very competitive match. But if they don't, and we saw it last week when the Redhawks were on the road, it was a different different match, a different atmosphere because their key players weren't there. It's like saying the Cosmos without Raul, uh, without Senna. Um, so the their key players are gone. Uh, then their full team, uh, what they expect from the team, uh, is not there 100%. So again, it is going to be a tough match. But last week, we saw Carlos Mendez uh, get two goals, two goals, and last year we saw Carlos Mendes score two goals in one match, and I never thought that I was going to see that again. I never thought that I would see Carlos Mendes score a pair of goals once again, especially this season, uh, because everyone has been questioning Carlos Mendes is defending. Uh, is he lacking? Is he slowing down because of his because of his age? But We've seen in this match that he's not. He's a solid defender as well against FC Edmonton. He scored two goals. So that is uh, a great defender to have on the team. Also, Raul got his first home goal. We are just crazy. That's crazy that Raul got his first home goal. Uh, I thought he would have got it that earlier. Uh, but again, that wasn't that big because he got the his first goal on the road at Indy 11. Lucky Cassano. He is just tearing it up up front next to Raul. 
Last week we talked about is Mads gonna get a chance? Is he? Uh, and we are gonna talk some more about that later on. Talk more in depth about that because Lucky is the hot hand, and that's what Gio is gonna play. Gio is gonna play the hottest players on the team, the the players that are providing some quality minutes. And when I say quality minutes, when Gio puts them in. They are creating chances to score. They are putting the ball in the back of the net. So that's what Gio wants. He doesn't want to try to fix things because he tried to fix it and he took out Mads and put in Lucky. And Lucky, again, is tearing it up. And he's not going to put Mads in uh, until Lucky is not tearing it up, until he is not scoring goals and when he is not creating the chances. But then again, Mads has been here first before Lucky. Uh, does that matter? Uh, so we are going to go into that after we talk to Neil Morris. And again, if you have any questions throughout the broadcast, throughout the show, use that hashtag AskTheFirstTeam on Twitter at OneTeamPod, or you can leave a question or a comment in our Mixer Live page below on Mixer.com slash FirstTeamPod. So if you are exciting for this segment coming up, into the zone with Jim. Uh, it is going to be an exciting uh, segment this week. Okay, so we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some expansion, uh, talk about the U.S. Open Cup, and finally talk to Neil Morris and play the Carolina Redhawks. Simone Bracarello interview. Celebrating the spirit of football, Forget the Odds is a reminder that any team could win on any day. In doing so, we wanted to design a line you could wear with pride, a line that is low-key enough you could wear out not just on match days, yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. So, expansion news has been uh, a big question. Where is the league going to expand? Uh, why isn't the league expanding in the West Coast quickly? Because they want to obtain their D2 status. Because if they don't get to the West Coast by a certain year, the U.S. Soccer Federation says uh, that they will take away D2 status uh, because they don't meet the requirements. Uh, we talked to NASL Commissioner Bill Peterson earlier before the spring season started, and he said that he is not worried, that he is not worried that the Federation would take away the D2 status. And again, he didn't care if he was D2 or like D5. The way he said it, he didn't care. Uh, he really didn't believe in the in the structure, uh, if you want to call it that, in the soccer pyramid. Uh, because that's the way that he was saying it, that he wasn't worried. Um, so if you're not worried, as Bill Pearson said he was on the show, then that is probably not their number one um, expansion area or market. 
some places that are on the radar is Canada. Canada has always been a place to expand to. Uh, talks about Hamilton, uh, Cogger, um, Quebec. So those Canadian cities are in the talks with NASL commissioner and the management within the NASL. Also, a big one in the United States, and they don't have a team yet. They do not play professional soccer, but a team that has gained some traction is Hartford City. And the league released something about Hartford City uh, that was pretty weird because a news person in Connecticut on the news said that the NASL is coming to Connecticut. He announced it on the show, which the league didn't announce it officially because is it true, is it not? Uh, but we're not here to speculate. We're just here to report on um, what has been reported. But he announced a broadcaster on the news uh, that the NASL is coming to Hartford. Um, they said it's going to be called Hartford City FC. That they will play in a specific stadium. We have to wait for that to become official uh, because I don't want to talk about stadiums yet when we don't know where they might play. But the league has come out like a couple of hours after that. That night came out with an official announcement. That was really weird because I don't see why the league ha had to come out to make a decision like that. But the statement reads... The NASL issued a brief statement on Monday, and it says the NASL can confirm that it has received ownership interest from numerous groups in the Hartford area. While the league believes it would be a great market for a new club, nothing has been finalized with any of the groups. So they have been receiving offers. They have been receiving uh, interest in that market. So that's exciting. That's exciting for Hartford professional soccer in the future. Exciting for NASL future expansion clubs. And exciting, if you're a Cosmo supporter, that we may have a NASL club a couple hours away from us. So that just means more away days to Connecticut. More away days to see our boys in green playing Connecticut against Hartford City FC. So uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about expansion because expansion is very exciting. Uh, it's very exciting because league is very young. And they can expand wherever they want. Because they're not like MLS that they're already stuck with uh, 20 teams. And they're, MLS is expanding fast. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They, they're called Major League. That's probably why they wanted to expand fast. To, to claim that name major league quickly uh they expand because a lot of, of markets out there a lot of owners that want to shut up a lot of, of money to be part of mls 
that want to build soccer-specific stadium schools. That's the requirements to join MLS. Have the money, have the money to build a stadium, uh, and you join MLS. The NASL, on the other hand, is a bit more cautious. Uh, they think about where they're going. They think about what market would fit their model. Would a team support? Would the city support a club if we put a club in that city? Is there excitement about the club? That's what the league thinks about. They don't think about the money that they're going to receive. They don't think about all that. They think about the future of the league. And if that club is going to be a success within that city or town and within the league. So that's our expansion talk for now. We are going to talk about some more expansion later on in the show, but we're going to go to a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to be joined by Neil Morris. Have you questions for Neil? Have you questions on the Carolina Redhawks? Uh, if you are a Cosmo supporter, if you would like to know a little bit more about the Carolina Redhawks before they play the match tomorrow night, you could leave your question in our Mixer Live page on Twitter at one Pod. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to be joined. Well, we're going to be joined right now by Neil Morris. Hi, Neil. How are you tonight? Great, John. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So, you, the Cosmos are going to hit the road to play the Carolina Redhawks tomorrow night. Can you talk a little bit more about the style of play that the Redhawks like to play? Um, well, Carolina likes to play a an up-tempo uh, style. It goes back a few years ago when Colin Clark uh, took over the team. And traditionally, Carolina's had some players with pace. Uh, it's been that way since 2010. Uh, the team is a bit slower this year than than usual, but um, they they still have it jettisoned. Uh, the the I don't I wouldn't go so far as to call it tiki taka, but they like to play the ball out of the back. They like to play possession soccer, uh, and they like to the, to build up to the front and then try to let some speed their speedy wingers do the damage uh and they still have some players that are that are capable of doing that team again is not quite as pacey as, as it has been in the past and i think that's been a problem as far as scoring goals uh but that that is basically you Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, one or also a, a four-two-three-one, but uh, at any rate, they let the midfielders do the work. So last week, Nacho Novo and Simone and a couple of other players were out. Uh, they weren't a hundred percent fit. Uh, are they going to be 100% fit for this weekend's match? Well, uh, not Simone Broccolillo, and I think you've talked to him and know that he's probably still out. He had a, 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 an injured hamstring several weeks ago, so he's not available. Um, 
Nacho Novo, I expect to be available. Uh, he Again, he sat out at San Antonio. He didn't make the trip to San Antonio last week. Uh, but uh, he's been in training all week. He's very much looking forward to finally uh, sharing the field with Raul, which he's never done it through his, his long career. Uh, and I know he's been in training through today. So uh, I would be surprised if he was not in the starting 11 tomorrow night. Can you talk about the new additions to the team? Sure. Uh, be quite honest about it. Uh, you know, there are quite a few mainstays from last year who, who went elsewhere. Uh, and in their stead has been a, a lot of upheaval. Uh Two completely new goalkeepers. We had two good goalkeepers last year, Nakira Fitzgerald, who's now with NYCFC, and Scott Goodwin, who was going to go overseas, and now he's in Louisville. Uh, in their place has been Hunter Gilstrap, who played probably the last five years or so with Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And Brian Silvestri, who was a very talented youngster, who looked to be the, the, the pre- presumptive starter for the team until they decided to go with Gilstrap. And now... Yeah, the Silvestri saga has been has been an interesting one for the last couple of weeks. He went on loan to the Philadelphia Union last week, and that appears to be on the cusp of of becoming a multi week loan. Uh, and so, and actually, there, Carolina is going to have an, a, a player coming in on loan from Philadelphia Union probably overnight, uh, who could be available tomorrow night. A, a striker by the name of Jenin Kadic. Uh, who they drafted, who Philadelphia Union drafted in the uh, Super Draft this year. Hasn't been getting very many minutes, but he is coming to Carolina while Silvestri stays in, in, uh, at, in with the Union. So they're, they're, it's a pop- Carolina tomorrow. Uh, in the defense, uh, there's been... a. a for the most part, it's been a, 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 a backline similar to last year. Uh, Capono Lowe is the left back. He's the last original Railhawk from the team's first year in 2007. Uh, he missed a few games at the beginning of the season with injuries, but he's been starting the last two or three. So Capono, uh, he's up there in age, just like Nacho Novo and Raul. <laughs> uh, but but he's still starting. Uh, and the center backs... Uh, for the most part of the for the better part of the season have been Connor Tobin and Daniel Scott who come who returned from last year. Uh, one of the big uh, big additions that was supposed to come through for the team in the early part of the season was Footy Danso who spent the last uh, several years in MLS with the Portland Timbers. He was a very big acquisition for the team over the offseason but he's been plagued by nagging injuries and has it played very much. Uh, it remains to be seen. I know he's been training, so it's possible he'll be playing tomorrow night, and that will be a very interesting development because he's he's a proven strike, a proven center back. Uh, West Knight has been the right back for most of the season. West had a really good career going up uh, with uh, Vancouver and Edmonton, and he spent some time at San Antonio as well. But then. A couple of years ago in Edmonton, he, he he injured his knee badly and had to go undergo ACL surgery. So uh, 
he's been starting every game for the Railhawks, but frankly, his his play has been a bit lacking. So he's one of the 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 new arrivals who has who has been struggling a bit, to be quite honest about it. And uh, in, in in the in the midfield, uh, there's quite a number of, of new players. Is that your dogs? <laughs> I felt like it was a commentary on my uh, on my on my interview. Uh, in the midfield, Neil Palavity, who's been in the NASL for several years, has been playing holding midfielder. Uh, Chris Nurse uh, has begun his second stint with the Railhawks, and one of the big Lauderdale strikers. And frankly, his first year in the league in 2012 was one of the best players in the league. Uh, but Anderson's had a tough, tough stretch to start this season, and appears to be battling some confidence issues. And so, if the Railhawks are going to have any success, Anderson's going to have to to get things going and it'd be no better time to do that than tomorrow night. Uh, and then finally at the forward position, uh, there've been some new arrivals, but not very much production out of any of them because of injuries and whatnot. So Monty Roccalello scored a game, a goal in the game in the first game of the season, but injured his hamstring shortly after that and hasn't played since, uh, Wells Thompson is, is really a converted midfielder. He's listed as a forward, but his midfield is natural position. He's possibly could play tomorrow night. Uh, Bradley Balladez spent some time alone with Fort Lauderdale a couple of years ago. He has started the, the he's played significant minutes the last several games, but hasn't been terribly effective with them. Uh, and then the, the other, after spending a year at Orlando and was going to figure to be a very big contributor to the team, but then he broke his foot in spring season. So the the common theme to this team so far this year has been an increase in age of a lot of 30-year-old players and older on this team. And unfortunately, with that comes the risk of injury, and unfortunately, we've seen a lot of that in the early part of this season. Before we let you go, uh, can we get a score prediction for tomorrow night's match? Oh my goodness! Uh, oh, I, you know the, it's an interesting question because Carolina has not played terribly well this year, and the Cosmos have been playing very well. Uh, but it's the last place I don't believe the Cosmos have won since they came back in the league in 2013. Um, They've made three trips to Wake Med Soccer Park, and they've lost every time. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be more optimistic than I should be. And I think it's mainly because I know the team's been training hard, and I think there's going to be a few players we see tomorrow night that we haven't seen very much of this year. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. I know that sounds like a, a very wimpy choice, but that's kind of the way I see it shaking out. I think. Carolina's defense is there to be had with the players that the Cosmos have, but if the if Carolina has some of their really good good attackers going on the in here in Wake Med Soccer Park, I think there will be a good crowd tomorrow night. I could see them clipping a few a couple of goals, so I'm going to say a two two draw. Thank you, Neil, for coming on. 
Thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you. That was Neil Morris. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, uh, and he covers the Carolina Redhawks. He goes with a two-two draw. It is, as he said, isn't it? It could happen, but uh, I don't really believe it's going to be two-two. It's going to be close, uh, but Nacho Novo against Raúl. Thus is the attacking uh, competition on the field tomorrow night. He says. Nacho Novo is going to make an appearance. He may make a start. He is going to be fit for tomorrow night's match. So that is going to be exciting to see. And if you don't know who Nacho Novo is, uh, he is a Ranger ex-player. And he is a legend at the club. Very well known, especially there. So we're going to go to a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about expansion. A bit more about... The U.S. Open Cup, because we talked about it before, but the converse, the conversation always comes up. Why isn't this tournament popular? Why isn't this tournament covered by every soccer journalist out there? Why isn't this tournament on TV? It should be. It's the longest tournament out there. This is the 102nd year. Why isn't it uh, well known? So we're going to discuss that. And much more after the commercial break. Celebrating the spirit of football. Forget the odds is a reminder that any team could win on any day. In doing so, we wanted to design a line you could wear with pride. A line that is low-key enough you could wear out not just on match days, Yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com. And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. So, expansion. Some other expansion cities... That we were talking about before uh, is Detroit City FC. They are a NPSL club, and they have so much support. They sell out their matches, and you might be asking yourself, "Oh, that's NPSL. That's lower division. Why are they selling out those matches?" People love football. It's the passion about the sport. It's not about what level you're playing on. It doesn't matter if you're MLS, if you're NPSL. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's what the supporters thinking about. The level doesn't matter. Re- really doesn't. If you have a, a local team, support that team. And that's what they're doing in Detroit City FC. Uh, that may be a potential NASL club. And, and hopefully it does because they have great support. They're in NPSL and they have that much support. If they were to move up to NASL, they may have as much support as India 11 had when they joined the league. So that would be great to see for the league and for a new club coming in with so much support, with so much backing, uh, se- se- selling out seats. Maybe easy to get a soccer-specific stadium because of so much support. Uh, that's what the club needs. And that's what the league needs moving forward. 
Other expansion cities that I would like to see uh, added to the league is West Coast. Besides West Coast, because I'm not going to go into the specific places, uh, but I would like to see some clubs added closer to the Cosmos. Uh, maybe Connecticut. Uh, again, maybe the Rochester Rhinos. So teams that are closer where you can travel to and it's not too far away because if the Cosmos, if the Cosmos supporters want to travel to see their boys in green travel away, They need to add some more. Um, they need to add closer teams because now when the Cosmos supporters travel, uh, it's too far and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it, not a lot of supporters uh, would travel that far. So that's what I would like to see because some other clubs have their rivals or an away game that is really close to them so I would like to see that change uh, because I would like to go to some more uh, away matches the US Open Cup as we talked about before how it, it needs to be a popular tournament why isn't it because people haven't re really fully understood the tournament uh, people just follow MLS, just follow NASL. The tournament is not really marketed. If you are a die-hard U.S. Soccer Club fan, then you are the one that is supporting the tournament, that is supporting your club in the tournament, but you know everything about that tournament. Just the... Local fan who just walks up to the match and just watches the match and that's it. Doesn't focus on the club or anything. Uh, the, the U.S. Soccer Federation has to market, has to market this event because, again, it's been around for 102 years. Why hasn't it been on TV? Why hasn't it become well known yet? 102 years, a lot of people don't know about it. We're stuck watching live streams of it. Live streams are great. They're great that it's free. But again, it, the tournament has so much history. If you compare it to other uh, competitions throughout the world, some domestic cups, like the FA Cup, Cup Italia, they have so much incentives. The Cup Italia... If you win that, that is the Italian Domestic Cup. If you win that cup, you win a place, you win a berth in the Europa League. That is the same thing here. If you win uh, the US Open Cup, you win a berth in the Champions League. And you win a prize money as well. So, the incentive is there, but for the lower division, that's the incentive, is to get that berth into the Champions League. But for MLS, it's not. They can qualify for the Champions League through MLS play. So the Federation has to change really the the prize. Leave the birth to the Champions League there. But make it more competitive. Make it uh, so the MLS clubs have to play harder. Have to play their first team players. 
Uh, so we're going to go to a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to play the Simone Broccarello interview and play Into the Zone with Jim. Celebrating the spirit of football, Forget the Odds is a reminder that any team could win on any day. In doing so, we wanted to design a line you could wear with pride, a line that is low-key enough you could wear out not just on match days, yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. It's time to enter the zone with Jim Mernier. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Zone. I'm Jim Mernier. This week's edition, we are going to get into something that a lot of us fans want to get into, especially NASL fans. Expansion. Yes. This week in Atlanta, the Board of Governors got together to discuss future plans for the league and other side things to take care of. But we found out this week three possible locations of future franchises. Hartford, Hamilton, and also Quebec. I could tell that the Canadian side of this is growing, and I like it. The American side of it is also too, very slowly, but not as fast as everyone wants it to be. Earlier this week, Fox Connecticut sports reporter Rich Cooper tweeted, hashtag NASL coming to Hartford. Moments later, he tweeted the team will be named Hartford City FC. Moments after that, or later that night, the NASL came out with an official statement and said that we know that the NASL that Hartford is interested in a NASL team. They cannot confirm or deny the expansion process. But a lot of us listeners out there want to know. But the answer is there. Why will a local city sports reporter report it? That means we're getting a team in Hartford. Yes, the old team in the 1970s, known as Hartford Bicentennials, only played there at Dillon Stadium for one season. Then they were then they were shipped off, but it tells you that the league is growing and that the passion of soccer is still here in the states. Hartford tweeted out, or Ty Cats tweeted out, they have hired a soccer Pacific employee looking to invest in helping promote the soccer team in the city and helping them organize the future club. Many soccer supporters that in this city want the team to be named Hamilton Steelers because of the city's history. I don't blame them, but still, black and gold, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers here in the United States of the NFL, will be something very for the city to adapt. Can you just picture it? A city proud of its CFL football 
tradition. Adapt an NASL club and give it the same colors and give it an American name like the Steelers. Be awesome. The growth of the game is growing and I love it. But there are a few things that you can get into about expanding. Why is the NASL not expanding like crazy? It's because they're doing a slow process. They're looking at cities that they want to put a team in. Not just, hey, you have a city. Hey, you have a stadium. We're shoving a team then, MLS. The NASL is looking at other options. Cities that have come up on the radar or areas have that come up on the radar in recent weeks. Arizona, San Francisco, Chicago, and Detroit. Another city has popped into the picture as well as Quebec. Yes, French-Canadian Quebec is interested in a team. The league is growing. The league is growing. But here's one thing that everyone wants to know. Who will be the next city? Can you picture that five, six, maybe seven weeks from now, we get to see an expansion of three to four to maybe five teams? Is that what they're talking about in Atlanta? Very could be. But here is my question, and the question that everybody wants to know. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Well, not that exactly. But you got the picture, Jim Moore. What happens if there's an expansion in the NASL? Will the postseason be adjusted? Not like the crazy 12, 24 rounding teams get into the other league. But will it be adjusted? Except for the top four, maybe six. We don't know. Could they be talking about that in Atlanta? Are they talking about the destruction of the bye weeks and just having 30 straight weeks of action could be something great to look at too as well but the NASL slowly growing to the NASL fans out there that are naysayers that this city won't support it this city won't well Hartford has a new stadium in the works called Dillon Stadium 2.0 the city governor's the city committee, they have approved it. In Hamilton, they have a new stadium because the tie caps are doing massive renovations. Quebec, they're looking to get a team. Chicago, the fans support Chicago, also known as the Chicago Sting, want to bring a team back. Detroit City FC, an NPSL team, wants to get into the NASL. San Francisco FC, same way. Arizona United, a little buzz is about them try and get in but I'm going to tell you right now don't be shocked if you see one of the big USL teams make the jump and what I mean by those big USL teams I mean Rochester Sacramento and Charleston mark my words if this league is going to do a massive expansion this year watch out for one of those USL clubs to make the jump the NSL is expanding ladies and gentlemen it's going to be very exciting. We are at 11 clubs. Don't be shocked if we're at 14 or 15 come next year. Because this NASL, we need to grow. Not too fast, but we need to grow. And keep pressure on the prima donnas above us. I'm Jim Renier. Remember, you can follow me at NASLFZ Podcast or FanZone Live Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Again. You've been zoned.
that was the second edition of the Into the Zone with Jim Renier. But stay tight. Uh, we are going to have the interview with Simone Procarello, who is a Italian-born player. He played a youth career in Italy. Uh, he didn't play in Serie A, the first division, uh, but he played in the lower divisions it, in Italy, which is still a great experience since you're not playing in the first division. So here is the interview with Simone. This call is being recorded. Okay, so we're here with Simone Braccarello. How are you today, Simone? Really, really good. And you? Thanks. Doing good, thanks. Uh, so, this weekend, the Red Hawks host the New York Cosmos. There are always a tough team to face. Uh, how do you think you're going to play against the Cosmos and to get the three points? No, I think, yeah, it's going to be a tough game uh, because the Cosmos are really in well shape right now. But I I saw the guys working these weeks and uh, they're really working hard and they, they look really well and uh, look really good. And uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game for us. Last weekend, you didn't travel with the team. Uh are are you a hundred percent yet, and are you gonna play this weekend against the Cosmos? No, I'm not hundred percent. I'm not even close. Actually, my injury was a uh, was a pretty serious one, and I'm not gonna play with the Cosmos. But I'm. Uh, I think in two weeks' time, I'll be I'll be close to be hundred percent. The Red Hawks sit in sixth place uh, in the spring season table. Do you think the team is underperforming, or do you think uh, they are playing their hardest and playing well? No, I think it's uh, it, it could it could happen. It could happen. Can happen because we have uh, a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces where we are get to know each other, uh, and uh, I think it's just sometimes. Uh, we lost a little bit of uh, of, of uh, luck, actually, and uh, but I think every every week is gonna be better because uh, we need just a little more time. Uh, we are uh, the, the guys are doing great. And how does it feel when you are fit to play alongside Nacho Novo, the Rangers legend? It's been great so far, you know, every every time, every practice, every game. I try to steal something from him because of his movement. Uh, he pick up things that other players don't. Uh, so it's, uh, I just gotta, I just gotta make the best of every moment that I spend with him. Try to steal everything. You played your youth career in Italy. Uh, how was that and how was that getting your experience there? You know, I, I played my youth career and uh, I learned a lot because there's uh, uh, some of the best coaches in in the world there and uh, it's a great system. It was uh, it was great 
And after I play also, uh, you know, a couple of years professionals there, and it's been really good. But at uh, some point I had to make the decision to come here and uh, try to make it here in the United States because it was really, really attractive, uh, the, the soccer here in the United States. Can you talk about when you first came to the United States, uh, what were you thinking about? Because uh, I don't think you thought that you would be with the Redhawks today. Uh, no, yeah, a lot, a lot happened since I got here. And uh, I was actually in preseason. The first team that I was in preseason with was the Redhawks, but it didn't work out. So I ended up signing in Minnesota. And, uh, you know, every day was a, was a kind of a, was kind of a new experience because uh, there's a lot of difference between uh, European soccer and uh, and American soccer, and I had to adjust. I had to adjust a lot because here is really really physical and everybody are so fit. So I came from uh, from Italy. There is uh, there's less is less physical, so I had to adjust. Uh, but you know, after six years now in the league, I I can say that. Uh, I love the game here, and I'm really glad that I made that decision to come here and play. Last season, you played with Minnesota United. Uh, when Manny Lagos and the management there didn't pick up your contract, uh, what attracted you to the Carolina Redhawks? Okay, first, just to be clear, I was free agent. And uh, so we we talked uh, we we talked with them and we we realized they realized I realized that we we, we didn't want to keep going so it was uh, both parties that we didn't we didn't want to keep going I think that it was time to move on and when uh, you know for me the the choice was easy to come here because uh, there are uh, you know great coaching staff. Uh, always, uh, always uh, admire them and their way to, to, to coach. Uh, unbelievable facility, uh, and uh, you know the city is great. Uh, but I think Carolina always been the, the cho- top choice for a player that want to play soccer. If he, you don't care about other things, but you want to play soccer and you want to uh, be involved with uh, great uh, players and coaches, uh, you you have to be here. So it was easy for me to make that choice. What are your thoughts on the NASL? And uh, so far since you joined the league, how much did the league improve? Improved quite a bit. You know, and the, from the first season I was in to now, it's uh, the level is uh, going up every season. The resources are always... Uh, uh, bigger resources and more resources and you know there's um, always more players coming and wanted to come and to play in this league you know Raul and uh, came in this season and uh, other big players that play in World Cup are, are playing now uh, in this league so I think uh, you know people will be shocked how good it's going to be in the next couple of years Moving the conversation to uh, Serie A, the Italian first division, uh, what um, Serie A club do you, you support? 
I support the best one. <laughs> it's actually Juventus. I always uh, support Juventus, and you know, right now I'm waiting for June 6 for the for the Champions League final. I'm really looking forward to it. I know it's a it's a couple of weeks out, but can we get a prediction uh, for that match? Yeah, I keep saying to my teammates in the locker room that uh, everybody always say Barcelona, but I say that uh, it's gonna be a three-two Juventus. We're gonna win. Thank you, Simone, for your time today. Thank you. Uh, it was my pleasure to be in here with you today. Thank you. Celebrating the spirit of football, Forget the Odds is a reminder that any team could win on any day. In doing so, we wanted to design a line you could wear with pride, a line that is low-key enough you could wear out not just on match days, yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com. And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. So, if you have any questions and uh, any thoughts on whatever we talked about from the expansion talk, from the U.S. Open Cup discussion that we had, uh, you can leave that in our Mixer Life page, Twitter at one team pod using the hashtag Ask the First Team. If you ask a question, uh, comment, any thoughts that you had. Uh, throughout the week, or if you have any questions or thoughts from tonight's show that we talked about, and just leave a, a match prediction for tonight's for tomorrow's match, Cosmos Carolina Redhawks. Before we close out the show, the Champions League final or the semifinal second league was played this past week, and Barcelona beat Bayern Munich. They're going, to go, they're going to the finals, and they had to wait to see who they're going to play against on June 6th, as Simone said earlier in the show. But they are going to face the Giants in Italy, Juventus. Juve beat Real Madrid, a very, very close match. And Real Madrid lo looked like they were going to go through, but a late goal by Morata that put Juventus up there and put them next besides Barcelona to play the final, the Champions League final on June 6th. Uh, and the second tournament is the Europa League. Uh, Napoli played a Ukrainian side. Napoli uh, was defeated. A sad, sad, sad defeat. Uh, so it would not be any Italian teams in the Europa League finals or Ukrainian side against Sevilla. Sevilla beat Fiorentina. Again, both clubs, there were two Serie A clubs in the Europa League final, I mean the semifinal, and they both got knocked out. So it is going to be a Spain versus Ukraine Europa League final, uh, Sevilla versus that Ukrainian side, and in the Champions League final finale, Juve against Barca. So an exciting, 
exciting matches coming up, especially the Juve Barca match. Uh, it's going to be a tight match, uh, as Simone said, three two Juve. If you have any predictions, leave them in our Mixolite page, and we will talk about them when the match gets a bit closer. Um, so thank you for tuning into tonight's show. Uh, we will have you guys covered for tonight for tomorrow night's match with our post game show live on Sundays at two p.m. on our YouTube channel. So subscribe to that. Uh, check us out. Search First Team Podcast on YouTube um, and check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We go live Google, Google Hangout every Sunday at two p.m. Eastern time. So tune on. Tune into that. Uh, you can leave your questions and your thoughts on the match, and we will break it down, discuss everything that happened at the match from the weekend. Also, uh, we're going to have you covered with player interviews, coach interviews, everything from Cosmos Country, all the news. Uh, we're going to bring them to you next Friday, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, same time, same place. Uh, and hopefully, you guys enjoyed tonight's show. Thank Neil Morris. Thank Simone Roccarello for coming on tonight's show. Uh, we do apologize for the, the technical issues that we had when Neil Morris was on. Something was wrong with the Skype call. We do apologize for that, and we are going to fix that in the future. So hopefully you guys enjoyed tonight's show, and we, again, do apologize for that uh, technical issue, and we, we will fix that in the future so you would not hear uh, that issue in the future. So, they, so thank you for tuning in. And have a great night. And as always, let's go Cosmos. One to the two, to the three, to the four. Keep ripping this, flipping this like I'm got a parkour. Steady, ready, tripping. Definitely heavily gifted. So mentally fit, kid. Potentially lifted. Physically, it's meant to be. Typically, it's meant to see. What do you expect from me? Hate is all friend of me. Now the emotion free from me. Never be an enemy. Not my fault you lost. And don't realize that you envy me. The rhythm, get him, kill him. Got him wishing like damn. Spill him, drill him, throw him with these lyrics going ham. Feel him, spill him, just chilling. This is my jam. When I'm grilling, I'm making a million. Yes, I am. Ginger Jimmy, I can motherfucker get yeah, back. I haven't been gone for too long, man, relax This track's a rap in both terms, you get that? And I hope you know I'm untouchable like a present quarterback uh, And I hope you know I got that hot shit Spit on any topic, some rappers don't got it Yeah, just rock it, come on and put a sock in it So many bitch-ass whack rappers, you just not it Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up What up, what up? Put your hands up, put your hands up Put your hands up if you don't give a fuck Yeah, put your hands up, put your hands up Put your hands up, right now, right now Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, motherfuckers get loud I'm steady, ready, top heavy, ready, let's go Fake friends think they met me, but they never know The true me, the real me, on stage me as seen The commercial intervene, I'm so AP So never would I ever get in trouble with my team Rats really never shitty, it'll spit it on the scene Just for my city, love my pity, puff like Diddy, y'all means Just piss me, music hits me, I'm a microphone fiend Like the bell, everyone around me surrounds me My sound be astounding, the beats that I'm pounding Started just clowning, but recently found it A new ground now, can somehow we not crown yet? Come to make history, contest with the industry, obsessed with it instantly, possess the talent seriously, finesse the power lyrically, progressing style hearing it. Best by my God's fear to me, the rest of smile seed in me. Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up. What up, what up? Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up if you don't give a fuck. Yeah, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, right now, right now. Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, motherfuckers, get loud, get loud. Come on.